Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey everybody, how you doing? Oh, welcome to the show, Life Autistic Podcast. Um, Saturday, April 10th, and we're going to have Rose back today. uh, It's uh, Autism Awareness Month or Autism Acceptance Month or something along those lines. Um, uh, Anyway, here we go. I'm just waiting to, oh, she's coming in right now. So here we go. Let me see if this works. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) Oh, I got no volume on my end. Hello? No, it's me. Oh, there you are. Now I can hear you. Yeah. Hold Uh, on a second. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to find lights. Okay. Yes. Do you have a little light thing for in yeah. front of you? Yeah. yeah, I got one too. All right, I just turned mine on. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm in the basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm um, oh man, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm having some serious allergies the last few days, so my face is all puffy and itchy, and and I'm full of sinus. So just a if I'm like scratching or whatever, I don't want to be on camera because I'm all, I feel like I'm just a big puffy face allergy guy, but. I hear you. I'm there. So yeah. 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 Um, anyway, how you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. It, it's, it's beautiful here this morning. It's crazy beautiful this morning. So uh, I'm really happy. Yeah. Yes. I'm ready for summer. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just trying to print this thing he sent me because I just tried and it didn't print. So I'm going to try again. Yeah, I'm ready for okay. summer too. I'm so ready for, um, it's been really nice here the last few days. It's been warm. 
the flowers yeah. are coming up in the garden the the birds yes. are all over the bird feeders it's like it just feels yes. really good I've been taking my little one out um you know that first few days where you get to take her out on her bike it's so exciting yes. fun and she's all excited about it and yeah it's really good I remember the first time I got on a bike in life or this year no in life oh really cool yeah yes Yes, I remember everything about that day. It's, no way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You said that and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I, I, I like it. But it's like, it's funny because it's a picture. Yes. It's not, you know, it's just like someone showed me a snapshot of that day. Uh, yeah. So so it's not like, you know, um, you know, when you see on TV when they're like going back and there's this whole like scenario, like a movie. Yeah, this, whole, like, mon- this whole montage yeah. of music playing. And I, I'm like no I get one picture and a lot of a lot of emotion but just a picture yeah Yeah. uh Drew is um not going to be with us today okay bye Drew we miss you um yes yeah he's got a a family friend that's under the weather so they're doing a visit there so um so Drew we hope your friend is feeling better and we'll see you next week yes but um yeah so this is, I guess we'll start with, uh, it's April. Yes, so April it is. has significance for autistic people. Yes, it does. Uh, it's sadly yep. oh, supposed to be a month to, to, to bring what was awareness. Now we're pushing for, no, we deserve acceptance. So that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. But it but becomes really overwhelming month for, uh, there's a lot of burnout at the end of the month. Yes. Yeah um do you i haven't even really looked into this yet do you know much about the history of autism awareness month do you yeah. know how it started and who started and when yeah i i can't tell you when uh i'd have to look that up but i can tell you it's uh, it was grandparents to a young autistic boy yeah. and they decided to uh, i guess they saw that there was a need for support and yeah. so they they made this foundation called autism speaks uh, and that's where pretty much the autism awareness day, uh, the blue, that famous blue, and then it became the blue jigsaw puzzle. And that's yeah. autism speaks uh, in a nutshell, yeah. uh, except that when we start really looking into autism speaks, uh, it, it's never been about so much as helping autistics live their, their full, happy, healthy life. It was about, how do we fix them? Yes. And it's like, so it became, and someone, and I wish I knew who wrote this, uh, but I saw written, it's not, it wasn't autism awareness. It was autism beware because oh. it, it was so negative. There was a commercial that Autism Speaks put out years ago where I kid you not, it looks like a, um, a trailer to a devastating movie. Oh and uh, oh yeah, and you know, there's words like uh, like we've talked about grieving, but worse, it's it, it was words like it stole your child, and uh, your child is hidden behind this wall, and it needs to be let out, and you know, yeah. it, it's locked up, and you know, so a lot at how having an autistic child, and it was a you know a, a person with autism, um, a child with autism would destroy your family. 
Yeah. It, I mean, literally, they said that it would destroy your family. Wow. So, you know, it became like oh, the boogeyman, you know, autism, uh, autistics became like these boogeyman that you, you, you know, and there was that perception that you could make your child autistic by, let's say, giving them a vaccine. Or at one point, it was like not the mother when she didn't bond with the kid. Yeah, the refrigerator well, mother. Yes, exactly. You know, and uh, and so it was always like the parents and who doesn't, you know, it's understandable that the parents are like, okay, I have to know what's going on. So I don't, you know, damage my child. So my child doesn't become autistic and I lose my child because that was the mentality. So, uh, and, you know, I'm going to tell you, I was guilty at the beginning of going, you know, uh, I saw it as you're bringing awareness that autism exists, that these autistic people exist and that they need support. And that's, that's my first interaction with autism speaks was that. And then at this point, uh, I started hearing from autistic people how, uh, yeah, but did you know they did this and look what they did. And it wasn't hearsay and it wasn't like, Oh, I like them, you know, kind of a thing. It was, no, no, they've done this and they've said this, and this is where they stand. And it was not things that I was okay with. Yeah. Uh, that's not what I wanted for, because my journey started with my youngest who was diagnosed autistic when he was five. Wow. So, you know, at five, I was in there going, okay, how can I help him? But my mind was, how can I help him? Yeah. Autism awareness was about how do you help the parents? Yes. So, and oh my Lord, last week on Autism Awareness Day, I saw a video that still confirms that it's very much alive and kicking that mentality because there was a video that there was a woman and she started talking how it was autism awareness. And on this day, we're talking about April 7th, uh, 2nd, that's, you know, the day it would be a great idea to celebrate the most important people, which were the autism parents. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that was my reaction. I went, no, okay, this is satire, right? <laughs> so I'm looking and I'm like, please be a joke, please. And then there was a song by another woman celebrating the parents, how wonderful they are. And, wow. and, and I finished the video and I sat there and I didn't know if I wanted to laugh, like really like how ridiculous, because the video is like very dramatic. We're going to say yeah, really, yeah. you know, it, it sounds like she's talking to like two and three year olds that she needs to make happy, like, you know, like a clown at a birthday party kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, no, no. And then I lo- watched it again. And then I got mad. Yeah. I got mad because I was like, this is a known, if, if, if you, if you're in the slightest interested in autism or autistics or neurodiversity, you've read almost instantly that autistics are fighting to be heard And now on that day that, that, you know, the world has decided, okay, this is for you guys. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. Move over. You're not the important ones. It's the parents. And I was like, it's like, no, 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 no. This can. So, yeah, that was uh, a slap in the face. I mean, personally, that's how I saw it. I was like, because I am a parent of an autistic. Yeah. And I've never been an autism mom. Uh, that it just didn't make sense to me because I'm a mom with four children and I'm not going to take somebody else's neurology as my own. Like now I'm, I know I'm autistic. I'm never going to say I'm a neurotypical mom, you know, because 
it's like it's, no it's so <laughs> weird you wouldn't it's yeah it feels so strange to me like you wouldn't be like i'm trying to think of any other gay uh, thing that kids could have where there's this whole thing about the parents like it's like oh i'm a dyslexic parents or something you know you'd just be like what i'm an i'm an thing yeah i'm an asthma parent yeah oh there you go perfect an epilepsy parent because you know and you're like even if your child has seizures daily and everything you are not an epileptic parent or an epilepsy parent that makes zero sense and and because that's their, the, the, the main thing is, well, our whole life goes around this child with autism. Therefore, I am an autism mom or, yeah. or dad or parent. And I was like, well, my life goes around my children. And that's why I'm a mom. <laughs> and it's like, isn't yeah. that the basis for being a parent? Yeah. Is that, you know, you, your life revolves around your children uh, because, you know, they're small or they're young or they're dependent. So, yes, that's the way it's supposed to be. So to say it, to me, I see it almost like have pity on me. My momism is worse than your momism because yeah. I have an, an autism. I mean, you know? <laughs> it's so strange because I, I do see that. I do see like that there is. um you know, parenting a, an autistic child is is going to have its own unique aspects to it. And I can see wanting to express that and wanting to connect with other people who are experiencing that for support and, and, and communication and learning. Like I can see the importance of all of that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, but I also get what you're saying about you wouldn't on world asthma day, go well this is really about the parents of asthmatic kids it's like no like yes there are unique challenges faced by parents of asthmatic kids but on world asthma day let's make it about people with asthma like i totally get yes that. yes and and that's like i said I, i'm an autism well i'm an autism i'm an parent of an autistic child so yeah. i i fully 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 understand wanting to connect with other parents i get sure. it yeah so so you present yourself hi you know uh, i'm rose and i'm mother to an autistic uh young adult yeah that's fine or family of autistics or mother yeah. of autistic you know you it's not yours you your yeah. child it belongs to your child and yeah. you are the mother of that that person so uh so, so yeah, we, we have to find that balance. And I know a lot of parents, when they say it, it doesn't come from a place of this is about me. It yeah. doesn't. And, uh, and it's, it's, you can see that because as soon as autistics are like, excuse me, and we explain ourselves, they're like, oh my Lord. Okay. I didn't see that that way. I understand. And it's like, instantly they get it. They, 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 they yeah, yeah, they're looking yeah. for that connection. And so, so I get that. It's when I see videos like this and, that you know this was a song and dance about how hard it was to be a parent of an autistic and i was like i wrote a poem years ago years ago um to my son and uh because uh i used to cry a lot uh i was (laughs) very emotional um at the first couple of years that we he got his diagnosis because it wasn't about L being autistic it wasn't about L's demands or needs or anything yeah. it, that wasn't what used to make me cry or break down all the time it was that I had to fight for every little right that 
Israel has or supposed yeah. to have. Yeah. There was nothing that was easy when we left the house. You know, inside yeah. the house, we used to figure it out. We used to leave the house and it was the stairs. We got comments, rude, rude comments about how I was a crappy parent, how yeah. my child is just a big baby because he was sitting in a stroller at the age of five because he was a runner. Yeah. So, uh, and I was not in shape to be running after him. Yeah. And I know he used to like going fast. So I'd put him in the stroller, tie him, you know, buckle him up and we'd go fast because yeah. like that he was safe and he was getting the input, you know, and all that. Yeah. yeah. And a neighbor just decided to say, well, does he need a pacifier too? And I was like, oh my God. Uh, why why <laughs> it's like so those were the things that would i would get home and i i'm like oh my god we're, we're beginning this you know he was like seven eight and i'm like why is going to the store a battle why is taking a walk to the park yeah. uh you know so that's and i wrote that poem saying honey uh, it's not about you it's about yeah. trying to change the world <laughs> while you're raising your yeah. child you know this is so that's um I understand parents having to deal with that. And uh, I, I think that's the, the one thing that I want so much is to help out these parents. You know, I, I was talking about parent and caregiver like training. And I don't mean like you have to sit and, you know, do a book or read a book or there's beautiful beautiful, wonderful, informative books out there. And yeah. but I think parents should have like a list of listen, yeah. you know, this is, uh, and the subjects will say beside, and we have that, we have that online as a community, yeah. the autistic community, we're fantastic for that. Yeah. But I think it's time that specialists, doctors that give the diagnosis, the, 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 the therapists that are going to work with these children. And I mean, like, let's say occupational or language therapists, yeah. uh, speech, they have to understand and know who and how we function. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not an alien concept. We are not aliens. We're not bizarre. It, we're just different. Yeah. And what, you know, you would never, you know, I have a dog and a cat. They're both pets. They're both wonderful. But I know that there's things that I can do in, with my dog that he will be okay with. And yep. there's things that I do with the same thing with my cat. Right, I'm just going to get a, gonna be a happy cat. <laughs> sure. Go for it. I just remembered. So, I'm like, oh, I just made a coffee and I didn't bring it over to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah gotta drink that coffee but um yeah you know what's funny like I, I this is reminding me of like this when you talk about sort of like the autism parent thing um when I was first on my discovery journey I want to call it that mm -hmm. and I came to the conclusion that I was and am autistic and I started referring to myself as autistic. And I remember a conversation with an autism mom trying to correct me for saying, I shouldn't say I'm autistic. I should say that I am a person with autism. And I just remember in this moment thinking like, and I, I like this person, I'm not throwing yeah. like uh, this person is, is really sweet, um, has really nice, has this, kid who has a son who I've met several times who I think is fantastic an autistic son but I just remember in this moment just thinking like it's so strange to me to that somebody who's a parent of an autistic kid would feel 
that they would have the right to correct an autistic adult about how to refer to themselves. And I just kind of, I didn't say anything. I just kind of went, Oh, okay, that's cool. And walked away. Like, I'm not going to get into an argument with you, but I just kind of went. And and at the time I was still pretty early in my Mm -hmm. journey. So I think now I would just probably politely say, explain, well, this is how I prefer to refer to myself. And I, I believe the, you know, from what I've seen, the majority of autistic people prefer this, not all, but most, no, not all, but, but you know, do what you do, what you do, but just, you know, understand that an autistic person can choose that for themselves and, and, and to correct them is sort of strange. Like I would never go to like a gay person and be like, you shouldn't call yourself gay. You should say that you have gayness. I would yes. just be like, what does that mean? <laughs> so with, yeah, you are a person. For, I had someone say to me, you say person first so that you they know that you're human. And I was uh. like, well, <laughs> I'm like, okay, if they don't understand that I'm a person, then we have other issues to deal with. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, so but I recognize my humanity then we're yeah then you know I don't think anything else I have to say is going to be understood but I I I think this it comes from that negative concept when we're when I first was talking about autism speaks when um it it was very very you know the, the 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 lost child and then it became the child with behavioral issues or the child with it was always an add-on so whatever autism was or presented itself uh, let's say in the media movies uh tv shows and all that or in literature it was about um the aggressive child the quiet child the lost child so you were always like there was something wrong there was something that wasn't that needed to be fixed so uh i think a lot of parents or, or people when they say person with autism it's because they're saying listen you have this but you're not really broken this is just something and i've heard it it's just a little piece of you and and you're sitting there with your mouth open while he's dying because i'm like it's my brain it's not a piece of me it literally is me yeah my my body can be all replaced and i'll still be me you can't replace my brain because i will no longer be me so i was like no 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 and then you say it's or people say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And you're like, no, there's literally nothing to be sorry about me being autistic or that you see yeah. me as a person with autism. It's okay. And once they understand that it is okay, it really, yeah. really, really, really is okay yeah. to have an autistic child or an autistic partner or, yeah. or be autistic, then I think we're going to hear a lot less that conversation around the you have is going to be dropped because, yeah. you know, do you understand that it'll be okay that you have it or not? you want to be autistic then it's fine so i I, i've had people say um not it's funny not to l not to l l it's l it's always what level is he oh interesting and I'm like, I look at Lucas like, uh, well, I can tell you his height. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know <laughs> this level. Uh, like, and I'm because he's really tall next to me. So I was like, yeah. and they're like, oh, you mean, he, but he's really, really autistic, right? Mm. And I'm like, when we're lucky, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, what does that mean? And I understood that, you know, uh, if we can, the more society can see that you're autistic, the more apparently you're autistic yeah and and then we go to masking because you're like oh no 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 there's so many autistics out there that are masking you have no idea believe me they're really really autistic uh but you know that that's the way people see it so again and it's negativity you know they'll ask me does he talk and he's like standing right next to me and i'm like 
Lucas, do you talk? You know, Al, do you speak? <laughs> you know, and, and the question and the questions are like directed at me, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, yes, yeah, go ahead, ask. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ask and see if he doesn't. Well, then we'll you know go. So it's all about behavior. It's about what they can see, and um, so yeah, uh, uh, I think people are being coming from a good place, but yeah. it's still awkward for us. Yeah, oh, it absolutely. is absolutely. Uh, and you know, and I think the more we're out there, the more we're seen, the more we're uh, given a space to be our authentic selves. Yeah. I think the less people are going to be um, taken aback when they see a, 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 let's say, an autistic stemming or having a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, you know, instead of being afraid or just like confused i think people will go oh okay i get it yeah and you know and that's it because i've had people like i said i've had l have a meltdown in the store and uh we knew what we were doing we knew what it was about yeah. but i've had people go oh, you shouldn't let him do that and i'm like thank you but <laughs> i'm <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> i don't know you it's yeah like, yeah uh, what, what you know and i know they were helping but at that moment it was really not helpful so just yeah. a smile just a smile just you know or just nothing let us yeah. be just let they us just be. don't have the information like to them yeah. they might see a kid and they just think they're misbehaving or having a Ex tantrum or out of control Ex or whatever and they yeah. might be all of those things but not uh for reasons that these people just don't understand and honestly think about it uh, I told the lady once at Walmart because there was a child having a very, very, very bad moment. That yeah. child was not in a good place. And she was kind of like a couple of uh, aisles away. And this old woman passes and she looks at me and I'm there with my son who it could have easily have been him. Yeah. Uh, and she says, uh, I would have smacked that kid, something like that. Oh. And and I stopped and I'm looking at her because I'm thinking, yeah, well, luckily my partner just like he saw my face. So he, <laughs> he grabbed the <laughs> cart and just <laughs> he left. And like I said, I didn't even know I was autistic at this point, but I was like, yeah. excuse me. And I go, listen, I go, that's a child having a bad moment. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. well, if she learned to say no, maybe he wouldn't. And I'm like, it's oh. probably because she said no, that that yeah. child is behaving in a way that's appropriate to me that was like so appropriate that child yeah. at that moment needed or wanted something yeah no access and that child just did what comes naturally was, was be devastated yeah even even if we think it's you know it's just a like a little toy no no to them at that moment because they live in the world. moment it's everything I just, yes. yeah. so instead of you know criticizing the child or smacking the child i'm like why are you going to add insult you know injury to insult uh yeah. You know, just be understanding that it's a moment in that for you and it's everything for that child at that moment. So just, you yeah. know, and I told her that, and funny enough, I had a, a, an old gentleman that passed beside me and tapped me on the shoulder and gave me a smile. And I was, and that made me even more furious because I'm like, the old lady who is probably a grandma and a mom is, you know, bashing on this mother who she knows or father who knows, she knows yeah. nothing about. And I was like, and here's this man going, you did good. <laughs> you did good. So I, I I, yeah, I confronted a lot of different uh, situations that made me realize that we have we can't we can't um, separate us from the rest of society. We can't no. uh, because it's not healthy for anyone. It's not you know it's not a way to live. We 
we need accommodations. I'm 100% for that. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think we're, I don't think as a, as a community, we ask for anything that's um, not needed. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, if you're blind and you need Braille or if you're in a wheelchair and you need a ramp, you know, these are not, yeah. uh, you know, oh, I, I want a ramp just because I want a ramp. No, it's needed. And, uh, and it's confusing because I've seen signs all over in our whole life. We've spent seeing signs, you know, you go to the bathroom, there's the, the sign for the, this gender and this gender, yeah. or, you know, uh, if you need to escape, you know, they'll tell you where the stairs are. Yeah. And then when you ask like in school for your child, can you put pictures of what he needs to do so that it's visual? Well, you know, he's going to have to learn to go out in society and wow. in society, they don't do that. And I was like, okay, yes, I know that's a problem too, but can we start here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll deal with that after, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. uh, so it's like um, if you're asking for healthy food in the school cafeteria and they go, well, the world's full of junk food. So we can have junk food here. And you're like, well, no, like I'll deal with that, that after, but let's start where we are. Like, you know. Yes, yes. So yeah, there was, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that having uh, inclusion in classes, having uh, autistics unmasked at work, which is like probably the scariest, uh, for me, it's the scariest place to unmask is at work. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we're not around a lot of people that are close to us who know us. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, feeling safe where you work is the only way because one in five autistics work okay one in five only that one is, in five only one in five and, and, and of that of that one in five i'm willing to bet there is a huge percentage that are underemployed or bouncing from job to job or flaming okay. out and burning out and getting fired because i know for me like i'm 45 exactly. and i've probably had 45 different jobs i'm the same you know people are like yes but you worked i go I've literally never been able to work a year yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. By the time I get to that year, I am burned out. And that was, uh, uh, how can I say this? This was before I was diagnosed. So I had zero idea. So it's not like people are going, yeah, well, it's an autistic head. You can work like everybody else. There's autistics yeah. that work all the time. You're right. But for some reason, I'm missing something that I need yeah. to be able to function like work and continue to be healthy yeah. and uh so yes of course at work i was not going to start you know i'm not going to start rocking i'm not going to start doing any of what i need to soothe myself because yeah. i don't want to look um off i don't want crazy look, yeah <laughs> exactly and so you know so uh my toes are going like a million miles an hour because that's the only thing i can do that no one's seeing uh yeah. so you know and you get stuck in that loop and then you don't want to face that day because you yeah. know how it's going to end. And so you start not wanting to go to work and then not showing up. And then like, I've literally become ill, mm -hmm. like to the point ill, either lost my voice. And I mean, lost, like I could not speak or yeah. became uh, uh, with my intestines and the stomach. I, I have ulcers all yeah. because I didn't know how to soothe myself or I wasn't allowed yeah. to. Yeah. So, so one in five is, and it's not because we're not capable. It's because, you know, we're limited by um, the understanding of society and we're limited by uh, what's out there. Uh, how can I say that that's safe for us? Yeah. 
it's not just about the job it's about your colleagues it's about the exposure mm -hmm. you know uh, so, so there's a lot uh, a lot that that's that scares us i guess yeah. that intimidates us i i would say um but when you find your place i i love going online and seeing autistics like thrive in what they're doing because yeah. to me it's like um i don't know it's like the uh they found their, their, their light or I, I, you know, I, I feel a lot of the times, like I'm funny enough, I, I'm trying to write my, my life story. And yeah. uh, I, I, I figured that for most of my life, I was in the dark. Mm -hmm. I was in the dark about pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not everything. Cause I, I can tell you everything about animals. So there's like, I had specific, <laughs> but, <laughs> but other stuff, uh, I understand, like, I, I got it. I, I, uh, I knew how to function in, in life and in society. Yeah. But I had very little idea why I was doing things that I was doing. Yeah. And so sometimes I would get myself into trouble. Um, I like looking back, I've seen my, I put myself in danger a couple of times wow. because I didn't, like, I didn't, uh, I had seen, let's say, this scenario in, let's say, this movie or in this book and this is the outcomes so to me those were the outcomes that could happen i didn't have right. a broader understanding and this is not like i'm not talking about 12 15 17 i'm you know we're going in even as a, as a, a parent wow. uh i was still trying you know i'd have moments that i literally would smack my head and go oh my okay that's it that's what it was about and we're talking about like years later things that all of a sudden everything connects and now i get it yeah so crazy it, it's it's demanding yeah it's demanding so yeah. you know it's hard to explain to people like i was just thinking about this this morning actually as i was doing dishes it's like to me it's i i struggle with i work almost full-time i can't work full-time i can only work about 30 hours a week beyond that and then to work and then maintain a house, like I have a five-year-old kid, you know, you have to clean the bathroom and vacuum and grocery shop and make food and, and, and all the things you do at a home mm -hmm. between working and that there's almost nothing left for anything else for me. And it's like, like energy wise, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. for me, if I do like, if I'm going to like clean the bathroom and do two loads of laundry, like that might be my entire day. That might be mm -hmm. all I'm capable of doing that day. And like, I, I know that to a neurotypical person, that sounds absolutely insane because to them, they could throw the laundry in, clean the bathroom while it's washing, then throw it in the dryer, then clean the kitchen, then fold and put the laundry away. And the entire thing to them is like two hours. And then they've got a full day to just go do whatever. But to me, just those things is like my entire day all my mental capacity all my energy is spent and like and then I'm just like I, and it's really I've struggled with this my whole life because I'm a creative person I always want to be writing and making music and making art and all of the things that I feel in my soul are who I am but I find I spend so much of my life just too exhausted to do the things that I love and then that contributes to the burnout because I just feel like I'm just spinning my wheels on this hamster wheel of work and housework and work and housework and work and housework and paying bills and not actually living life because I 
I just don't have that same capacity as other people to do all those things and, and have all this extra people go, oh, you've got 15 hours a day to do everything. And I go, yeah, but it takes me 10 hours to do the things it takes you two hours to do. Yeah, I, I, I oh my, yes. Laundry is my nemesis. Same, okay. hate it. I, I love clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, like I'll fold it and put it away. Okay, I, I can do that. Yeah. But my problem is, like you said, is that I've tried to do that, you know, uh, put the laundry in, put it on wash, go upstairs, do something because I have it on two floors. Uh, and then, you know, like multitask. Uh, yeah, something's going to be forgotten. Something yeah. somewhere is going to yeah. be forgotten. So either the load, the laundry is going to at one point I'm, I'm, at night when I go to bed, I'm going to go, oh, crap. Yeah, I forgot. It's, it's still in the washing machine exactly and that's what happens if i if i try too many things at the same time yeah. i will something will grab my attention and i will forget so i have to yeah. narrow i have to be like really okay so today is this and yeah. if i uh, if i if, and uh, knock at the door i knock at the door could throw oh man everything yeah. for a loop yeah. everything because my day in my head what i say it's like almost like um when you google <laughs> let's say you're going somewhere and you're like okay i want to go i don't want to know how to go there so you go on google and they and you put it in the gps and they're going off and so you you know you know the road you know the road yeah, and yeah. the doorbell to me is as if all of a sudden the road there's a washout yeah and people are going yeah but there's another way and i'm like yeah but it's because on the other side there's a, a restaurant and i was supposed to stop there and eat and yeah. then go to the bathroom but now i look at the other places and i don't know where i'm going to stop and eat and, and so yeah. I, and i need to go to the bathroom because i timed everything around this yeah. and my day <laughs> that's, that's it that's it I, i'm gone i'm like my, i have to like sit back and try to refigure everything out and uh, so i get well. it I get wow. that. Uh, yeah, I'm getting anxiety right now thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so that, that so I understand that. Uh, what helps me is alarms. Uh, yeah. I, I've gone to, you know, I'll go like, and I have ADHD, so I'll go to yeah, a phase. Too, that, okay, yeah. it's like it's alarms all the time, and then I'll get to a date. I'm like, oh my god, I can't hear these things, and I will close everything and be like, oh, this is wonderful, and then I'm lost yeah. again because I don't have my alarms to tell me what to yeah. do. So it's a uh, it, it's I, a work in progress. <laughs> it is. I I like if I'm I I um I'm like I don't cook a lot of food. I know that sounds weird. But like I, my, I lived in Vancouver for five years and I lived in the same apartment there for five years. And I literally don't think I used the oven once. Um, I just don't, I don't cook okay. food. I I'll, I'll cook on the stovetop, like I'll okay. boil water or something, but I don't use the oven. I just, and I'm, and the, one of the reasons is I'm terrified of leaving it on. And when I'm cooking food, even if I have stuff on the stovetop, like I can't leave the kitchen. I have to stand there and be in front of the stove the entire time. Even if it's going to cook and it's going to take half an hour, like I cannot leave the kitchen. I have to set an alarm. If I leave the kitchen and I forget mm -hmm. to set an alarm, it's like, I'm so terrified that uh, all of a sudden I'm going to go outside and go, Oh, the grass is getting long. I should get, get the lawnmower out of the shed. I'm cutting the lawn. And then an hour later I come back in the house and there's just like the pan is now all the water's boiled away and I've burnt whatever's in it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I just can't. So it's like, for me, yeah, every time I'm cooking anything, it's like, I have to, 
I stay in my little kitchen. I bring, and I just have to sit there and just watch it. And it's, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's so hard to explain this to people that don't get it. I've, I've told people, people are like, yeah, but you're, you have less struggles than your son. You know, you, you have a relationship, you had kids, you know, and I go, yeah. And I go having a partner for me it, or someone living with someone is a must. Yeah. I, and it could be my, at one point it was me and my two youngest children. Yeah. Uh, I cannot live alone. Everything yeah. that you just described, that, that's me like uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, even with people in the house, they'll go, you know, ma, uh, did you forget this? And I'm like, oh my God, yes. And so I have, like you, if I'm cooking, uh, I have to be there. Do not talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> do not yeah, ask yeah. me a question uh, unless it has to do with what I'm doing. And yeah. even then, even then, uh, it depends. If I'm cooking something new, let's say uh, the main meal um, is new, but I'm making it with rice and salad, which is like something that I've done hundreds yeah. and hundreds of times. Yeah. I will have to ask someone else to do the, the salad and the rice. Yes. Yes. While I do this new thing, because there is no way I'm going to buy. It's not balanced. It. I, I haven't put it. I have not balanced the three things together right now. Yeah. So I, the other two will, or I'm going to have to do it like in advance, like way yeah. in advance. Yeah, and yeah. then just, I have, cause if not, uh, something is going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's no, and my family knows this. So sometimes I'm like, guys, um, <laughs> uh, I hope it's okay. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and they're, they're really easy going. So, uh, and it's funny. Cause you say that when you were saying you didn't use the stove, I thought like literally the, the, the whole thing. So the top you use, which is what I use the stove itself. The only thing I use it for is pizza. Yeah. And I will put a timer yes. where my stove cl- closes down on its own. So yeah. I'll put, let's say time cook and it'll shut down and I'll come in. If it's not cooked, well, then I'll start it up again. Cause I prefer yeah. that. Yeah. Everything else is in my air fryer. So anything uh. I put in my air fryer and that too will close itself off. And that's how I need my stuff. I need my yeah. stuff micro. So the microwave, the, the, the fry, the air fryer, anything that automatically was shut off. Uh, that you said, you know, you said about the, the yeah. pot, let's say, Oh Lord. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah i can't leave either i must not leave <laughs> crazy oh man so you you um you have a list you wanted to talk about i, I don't know if i've been distracting you with other questions but oh uh they're they're welcome believe me they're welcome you, funny, i, I, I tried enough, to print one out so i could refer to it my printer's deciding not to work today so not to work it's but, funny because yeah. we've gone through a lot of what i wanted to talk about yeah. uh I, you know to me i want to see autistics happy you know yes. uh, i want to see us so important yes we deserve it we, we deserve do. it you know um so to me i think we need to be seen we need to be heard and we need to feel safe uh so you know we talked about unmasking accommodations and the the way to see us as not broken not diseased um not anything in the negative uh and, and give us our, our, our space, our, 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 our places, like be it in the workforce, be it yeah. on TV, in the movies. So when there's an, you know, an autistic character, well, uh, this is a chance for us, you know, to have a foot in the door. Yeah. You know, people are going, yes, but they're actors are supposed to act. Yes, you're right. But, you know, when you're doing a woman or a female, you know, you don't look at men and go, so uh, who wants to be the, no, you know, you're going to have cast first females. If there's no female, then you, maybe you'll change the role to a male, you know, yeah. 
but we're not, they're given that that's first in line if you want well you know we want yeah. to have sometimes that first in line too we're yeah. so so capable of so many things i guess when you're talking about art there's very little autistics i don't even know if i i'm trying to find one art is such a big part of our life and it yeah. be it music or you know painting or crocheting or uh creating we are so creative yeah um and you know that i i know that we we have and we can make such a difference yeah uh, so i you know that that's what i want to i think that if we're seen uh for allowed to just be ourselves um it's a start it's a start so that uh the acceptance but to be yeah. accepted we have to put ourselves out there so podcasts like this is like great uh, these yeah all these wonderful books that are being put out all, all these wonderful um mini movies now there i don't know if you saw um what's it called loop on disney yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh i think i watched it like three times in a row because yeah, it just too. it me made too. me so happy and there's another one i think it's called float float oh maybe that's the one i'm thinking of i don't think I, yeah I've, I've seen float okay. i don't think i've seen loop yet. Float is with the father and the little boy is that the one you saw or did you see the little the young teenage girl there's a girl and they're on a boat okay that's loop that's loop. She, I did see yeah, that she, one. Yeah, because she loops her her her. She does echolalia. She yes, yes. So yes. so she loops, which I love. Uh, yeah. But the other one is called float, and okay. I'm not I'm not going to give it away. But definitely look. It's another micro movie, but yes. and I think parents, especially if you know any parents or newly uh, parents of newly diagnosed or maybe dying, you know, uh, yeah. put it out there. It's such a wonderful. It it, nice. it allows parents to. Uh, to see the process and I, of, you know, being in shock, maybe being yeah. sad, confused, scared, but then seeing the good side that, yeah. that you know, that definitely that light, you know, That's so cool. yeah. And uh, parents also, they talk about therapies and I get that you want, you yeah. know, we're staying with that. I want to help your kids. And I, yeah. I definitely think that autistics, uh well i think everybody needs therapy so that's just yeah so me. do i <laughs> <laughs> so but, but i feel like i feel like for for me like i need therapy in the for things that are directly autism related and i also need therapy for just normal life shit that yes. and i think everyone has just needs therapy for normal life shit well yes uh i'm doing a mindfulness classes now i think yeah. i'm i've done my fourth and uh I, i'm someone you know I, I tried to meditate and it was i now i can say really really funny at that time i did not find it funny at all because I, I i really really wanted to meditate i wanted to find uh, a, a peaceful place because um I, I think i've mentioned this before i'm a cutter so that's when cool. i would need to, to to break off that's what i would do so i was trying to find other yeah. techniques yeah. so i wanted to go like i'm like okay if i can control my thoughts then you know i won't need to do this anymore and so i'm like i'm gonna meditate and then they'd say okay think of nothing and that <laughs> that is literally impossible i, I yeah. so right away i'm like okay i'm doing something they're asking me to do something that is not possible yes why am I sticking around? So I abandoned it. Yeah. And then I heard mindfulness. Yes. And mindfulness 
you know, it tells you what to concentrate. It, it allows your mind to just wander and, and tells you that it's normal and, it, it, you know, and how to, how to be gentle with yourself. Cause yeah. I would like, I would literally go, Rose, think of nothing. What? You know, I would yeah, swear yeah. at myself. So it was like, <laughs> no, 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 that's not the way we do it. So yeah. I, I think mindfulness um, is a great way to, to, to just find your safe space when you can't, when you're not in, a, in, a, so just to, and to recognize yourself when you're, um, you know, I, I call them levels of going towards that, that meltdown. Uh, if we can notice it early on and say, okay, wait a minute, this is not healthy for me. I yeah. am not in a good place and I'm a runner too. So, uh, sometimes that's not possible, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, I could, you know, now I can like back into myself in a gentle way, you know, yeah. in a, in a, in, I give myself that hug that I need yeah. by taking myself in. So, uh, mindfulness, I'm really, really big, both for the family yeah. Uh, yeah. and for the, the child. So, uh, it helps the parents to refocus on themselves and why, um, let's say so, said behavior is really disturbing. Is it more about the child, the environment, or the parent, you know, yeah. and to, to do that, you have to, you know, really look and be able to look at yourself. But I, I, I think it's important. It's that gentleness that we need. Yeah. No more smacking on the heads. No more. None. No, no, no. We're all human. We're all, we make mistakes. You know, we want yeah. the best. So it, to me, that's a good therapy. Yeah, I agree. I practice that as well. And it's huge. And exactly. It's that idea. It's not force myself to think of nothing it's like no just sit like be aware when the thoughts come notice them and then let them go and then just understand that that's what the brain does and mm -hmm. be okay with it and mm -hmm. then and then it, you train yourself to be have that consciousness that awareness that mindfulness so that when you're in situations and like emotions come up and thoughts come up you can recognize them you don't have to identify as being the thought, being the feeling. You can recognize it as a thing that's just happening and go, yeah. okay, oh, and, and it's amazing when I'll have these moments where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling angry right now. Isn't that interesting? I'm, there's this anger in my body and in my thought thoughts, like, yeah. what is that about? And then you're kind of like, you're simultaneously experiencing it and also experiencing the awareness of it. And I find that, when I'm able to do that in those moments of like heavy emotion, it both lessens the intensity and the duration so that yeah. I, you know, you could get angry and be trapped in this anger for days, but it's mm -hmm. like, well, no, maybe you can, it'll just bring it back to a couple hours. And instead of being at a 10, you might only be at a four and you're just like, okay, like, you know, yep. have you done it with good feelings? See, uh, that's what we learned last week. Last week, I had to oh, eat. I had to eat, eat in mindfulness. I had to be yeah. conscious. And it was like, seriously, it was amazing because wow. we, we got to pick like the first time we did it. We had she uh, she told us what to pick. So we had like uh, raisin, cra dried cranberry, uh, a nut or something, a piece of bread. And I took a piece of bread. Now we're yeah. talking about like nice fluffy bread, but you had to play with it, smell oh. it, and then eat it slowly. So yeah. I don't know if you know, but um, bread without butter or anything that you have to keep <laughs> in your mouth, 
is not that great. So yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't enjoy that. But yeah. but then we got to pick what we wanted. Yeah. So she goes, pick one of your favorite meals and be conscious while you eat it. Yeah. And it was, um, I don't want to say orgasmic because that's not quite where I'm going, <laughs> but it was amazing. Wow. It's like, redis- so then she goes, okay, then you can take that, that when you're having a great moment, yeah. become conscious that you're in it and savor it. Yes. So that's what I'm learning to do now. So while I'll go out gardening, I'll go, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm looking at the plants. I'm really feeling the grass. I'm really, yeah. uh, you know, noticing all, all the insects and what they're doing. And I'm not just working. I'm not trying to get a task done and move on because I, yeah. I enjoy this. So I'm yeah. really focused. And even in life, um, I, I wrote this yesterday, I think on Facebook, I got so happy. I was in a moment that I, I felt so happy and so blessed to be there, to have everything that was happening at that moment that I actually got all teary and I wanted to cry. Wow. And I'm like, okay, this is like I, good feelings. I've always kind of like, okay, I'm happy. Okay. Next. When's yeah. the bad thing coming? I'm always waiting for that bad thing to happen. Yeah. That the good things just pass so quickly. And when she said, you know, focus on that negativity, which is usually what we do. Uh, that's like she said that's normal because it's our survival instinct we don't want that to happen again so we're going to focus and she goes but we're learning to say you know I'm I'm feeling it I'm in it is there something I can do yes do it if not well okay what what else then can I do but she goes but do it when you're happy too and it was we all all came back and we're all like wow that was you know all of a sudden um, doing something that you enjoyed but was ah uh, became uh, you're in love again you know it's kind of yeah. like falling in love again so uh, even for parents I want them to see to be able to enjoy those moments and make those moments shine yeah. instead of the, the hard moments taking over and like you said you being in it uh, like maybe even like dealing with it for weeks after because yeah. it, it, do you understand? so uh, I, I, I think that mindfulness is something uh, I know that doctors apparently are starting to take classes in it not just yeah. therapists so it's because and it becomes a way of seeing life like yes, really yeah. really really so it, so that's what I'm doing now that's what yeah. I'm trying I'm trying anyway <laughs> I love it I think it's so important and you know what's my little my younger brother told me this thing a couple of years ago that I've been using as well that I found really has helped it's like I, I forget what it was but like something happened I had some interaction with somebody and this person was a real asshole to me and, and kind of took advantage of me and blah, blah, blah. And I was on the okay. phone with my brother talking about it. And I was really, really upset. It was somebody I trusted who, who um, essentially stole from me. And I was just, you know, someone I thought was a good friend. I was really, really upset. And my brother said to me, he said, how long are you going to be upset about it? And I went, what do you mean? And he's like, are you going to be upset about it for a day, for a month, for a year, for the rest of your life? Like that's, and I had never, it had never occurred to me to think about things in that context. And he just went, yeah, like decide. And I went, oh, I can. And I, and then I just, I was on the phone with him and I went, okay, cool. And I hung up the phone and I went, okay, three days. And I just, this is, this is a couple of years ago. And I went, I'm going to be upset about this for three days. Yes. <laughs> and I let myself feel fully I was angry. I was pissed off. I was disappointed. I was sad. I was blah, blah, blah. And for three days, I just let myself feel it all. But I gave myself a deadline of like whatever time 
two o'clock in the afternoon, three days from now. <laughs> and then, and then I, I worked it all through. And when that time came, I just let it go. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh my God, that feels amazing. And I don't have to carry this around with me. And I've been trying to use that since then. This was like maybe three years ago. And I've been trying to use that technique as well. When like something happens or I'm upset about something and I just kind of ha- try to have that mindfulness, be aware of my feelings. Like, Oh, I'm feeling all grr. And then just go, okay, Ryan, like how long you want to feel this way for? And I think there's something about, I've never been a believer in like suppressing emotion or denying feeling. So if something does happen, if I am sad, if I am angry or I'm upset or what, or I'm happy, like feel it fully, allow yourself to feel it fully and then let it go. So I think if you try to suppress it, it just stays in you longer. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if something happens and I, and I get upset now, I I just kind of try to do that thing and go, okay, let me just feel this fully. Let it just go. Pick an amount of time, a day, a week, two days, and then just go, okay, I'm done. We do that with like mourning. We're going to say we, when we grieve something, you know, uh, usually people understand that there's like a time for grieving. You allow that. It's normal because you, everybody understands you have to process it. It's the same thing with every emotion. Every emotion needs, there's going to be a processing time. And anytime you try, like you said, to suppress the, the the emotions yeah they're it, they're gonna stay there and they might even fester because a lot of times that's it if we if you can control it enough you keep it down and then someone else does something really bad yes. and then you bring that in and then the third person does does something so i mean it's not good but it's not horrible and you explode on them yes because yes. at that point no you no longer can suppress now yeah. you said that you know you're not someone who who believes in suppression i'm not either and my kids have always been allowed to speak their mind yeah. Now we, we, there's no disrespect in our house. So that's, yeah. that, that's a given, but if, you know, I used to say no is no, unless you tell me, uh, you give me a reason to change my mind. Yes. Yeah. So, cause I go, you know, I might forget something. Maybe I said, yeah, you know, next time it's a yes. And this time I said no again, cause I forgot. So I'm like, I used to tell my kids, if you think I'm, I'm misinformed or I'm not complete, go ahead. Tell me I'm, I'm here to listen. And we also did that. Okay, the rant time, you know, so you have a rant time. Yeah. And uh, my, my, my partner, when he comes in and it's sometimes it's about work and sometimes it's about hockey because he's a big hockey fan. You know? okay. So yeah, yeah. sometimes so he'll come in. He's like, I need five minutes. I'm like, okay, are you ranting? Or are you raving? He's like, I'm raving. Okay, go. So, uh, you know, so he'll go, 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 go. And ranting is the same thing. You know, if he's upset, I'm like, okay, I'm go. And I don't get to say anything uh, yeah. uh, until, until, you know, the end. And yeah. then I'll go, okay, is it done? Or do we get to talk about this? Or, and sometimes he'll go, no, no, it's done. Oh, okay. So it's good. Go. Just, I and just need to let it out. I just need to let it out. So, yeah. uh, and it's funny because you say that because uh, we're talking about good therapies, bad therapies are the ones that are based on our behavior yes. and you being allowed, you allowing to yourself to say, I'm going to take three days yes. to just, you know what? I'm not going to be a happy person. I'm not going to be a helpful person. Yeah. I'm going to be at this moment. <laughs> I'm taking care of me. Yeah. Do not ask because I'm not there. And yeah. we actually, it's like, I, I, Everybody should applaud that because seriously, that is exactly the best way to deal with uh, uh, anything that's just yeah. big. And we're allowed to do. You, you yeah. lost. You lost a friend. Not only did you were you did you lose material gain. You lost what, who you thought was a friend. So you're grieving. You're allowed to be exactly you, all yeah. that. And anyone who says no, well, uh, 
that's going to be unhealthy for everybody in the long yeah. run. So, so if we, if we allow kids and autistics yeah. to have that space and uh, can you imagine telling your child who's having a meltdown? Okay, honey, I, I am, you know, they're about to go. Then it's like, I get it. You need yeah. this time for yourself. You need to, 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 to be able to let this all out. I'm going to yeah. stay here and, and, and I'm going to keep you safe. Uh-huh. And it's good. And then just, you know, I can guarantee you that while you're trying to figure out what's causing these triggers, because a lot of times it is hard to figure it out when you're on the outside, um, then at least make your child and yourself be as safe as possible while they're happening. Yeah. Because the more you do that, I can guarantee the less meltdowns are going to be. Even if you don't figure out what the triggers are. Yeah. We do that like with, with, with my, my girls five and we have this thing where, you know, you can be having a conversation and then she'll get, she'll be getting upset. Maybe she doesn't get what she wants or she feels like you're controlling her and she's not having input or whatever it could be. And then she'll kind of, and then we'll have this thing where either I'll say, do you need, do you need to have a moment to say whatever you want? Or she'll even ask me. And I love this. She's five and she'll go, daddy, can I do that thing where I get to just say whatever I want? And I go, absolutely, honey, go right ahead. And then she, or she'll say, daddy, like, I need to scream. Can I, I go, yes, scream. (laughs) And she'll go, "Ah!" and then she'll, and she'll be allowed to say, daddy, you're such a jerk. And I blah, blah, blah. And I don't hate, and and, and this, even when her mom and I were together, she would go, mommy, daddy, I hate both of you. You're such jerks and blah, 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 blah. And she would just let it all out for a couple of minutes and then she'd be done. And then we also sit there and I go, okay, do you feel better? Yeah. Okay. So now we can talk about it. Yes. We've, we've, she's let out that tension. It hasn't escalated because the instinct sometimes is when she starts getting, Oh, daddy, you're being a jerk. And I, if I just go, well, no, you shut up and you don't do blah, blah. Then, <laughs> whoa, it's terrible. And then I'm also not being her safe place. Because now I'm being aggressive. And if I'm trying to win an argument with a five-year-old by aggression, (laughs) then daddy's no longer a safe place. So instead we have this thing she's allowed to do. And then she knows when she's with me, she's allowed to let it out. She gets permission to say whatever she wants. She can call me an asshole. I don't care because I don't take it personally because I know it's just emotion. And then, and then we sit down after and we have these wonderful conversations where she explains to me what she's feeling and we solve it and we come to a solution and then we're okay. And our, and we're closer now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to say who it is, but I had a, a mom contact me saying that uh, her child had a behavior that for me was not a big deal, uh, yeah. but for her it was. Yeah. And uh, the child would get up during the night and they would go uh, sneak food. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say is that uh, when I talk to the, the kid and I, I go, can we talk about this? Uh, you know, and it was, can we talk about this? Not, I want to, yeah. I'd like, you know, I go, I, I, I'd like to understand. It was yeah. all of, cause I wasn't sure. I mean, I could make up a, a lot of theories, but the child was there. So I might as well as the child. Yeah, for so sure. I, and I go, is it about hunger, you know, and they're kind of thinking about it. And then I go, uh, and then it's like, yeah, it's hunger. Okay. I go, is it mouth hunger or belly hunger? And then you saw them like looking like, I think it's mouth hunger. 
I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, having something to, it, it's about the chewing because he would uh, a sense, like it was like sensory, like he would overload. Yeah. It wasn't like he would sneak a cookie, he'd eat the cookie bag. <laughs> Do you yeah. understand? And so it wasn't about hunger. So it wasn't about the belly. So it wasn't like, you know, we could give him an extra snack. No, it was yeah. about texture. And so we talked about chew toys and, and you know, uh, what he could do. And uh, if he could take, like, you know, there's certain candy that you can dip, it's a powder and you put on your tongue. And so you yeah. can like really, you know, so give him some different textures. And, uh, and then I was told that, well, uh, he barely did it now, <laughs> which was so funny oh, wow. because, because it was all about, I, I'm not, I can't even speak why, because I haven't had contact again and gone back into that conversation. But no. to me, th- behavior is, is communication. Yeah. So, you know, when your child is upset, they're telling you, listen, I am not happy. I am not a happy camper. I, they're not faking it. This is not, you know, about, even if a child is pretending, you know, people go, but they're lying. I I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that they don't tell the truth that, yeah, but not telling the truth is telling me a lot. And that's, that's what I'm focusing on. You know, when they're like, my child steals money from me. Okay. Why? I don't know because they want to buy things. No, no, <laughs> it's not about the buying things. There's, there's something else. And, and well, I, you know, I don't know people's lives. So I always go, listen, if you want to be able to open communication, you do like you said, you give them a safe place. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're happy all the time with uh, what's going on. No. You can also, as a parent, be disappointed, hurt, yeah. uh, upset. It's okay. But the point is, it's not about you at that moment. Yeah. We were talking about, it's about your child and your child right. needs you. You don't, you're, you're, you, your child doesn't take care of you. You know, you take care of you or your partner helps you take care of you. Exactly. Friends, friends will help you, but not your child, but yeah. your child needs that. So keeping your child, giving your child a safe place unconditionally, not yeah. if you're nice, not if you don't hit mommy, yeah. uh, you know, no, no, that's not the way it works. It, it, yeah. That's the first step. Uh, I've seen parents go, it's the third TV that my child breaks. Okay, well, um, I'm going to have to ask you, is TV that important in your life that you have to, you know, continuously buy one? And if the answer yeah. is yes, well, then there's protective gear over. And they're like, no, I want him to stop. Well, then you're going to have to figure <laughs> out what's going on. Yeah. And apparently, you know, your child needs your full attention. Maybe, you know, I'm not going to say maybe you're too much on TV and this is their way of going, you know, now you're going to pay attention to me. You don't have a TV to look at. Yeah. You know, my, 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 my son, my kids have done that. I, I've had one time, uh, one that I used to do, uh, I would, let's say do exercise and I would come and one of my exercise things was missing. And it was all because my child wanted to talk to me and knew that I'd go looking for it. And so yeah. they could have, the, they, they didn't, they, for them in that moment, I wasn't um, available. And yeah. I, I then understood, especially for the, the youngest that's autistic, me being unavailable was a huge trigger for him. Yes. And uh, for a long time, the services were like, you have to break it off. You have to cut that, 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 because we're very, we're, we're very tight, you know, we're, we're, we're two peas in a pod. And they're like, no, yeah. you know, you have to cut that. And at first I was like, okay, you know, make him more independent. And then I started seeing that, oh my Lord, he was so insecure all of a sudden. He was even more needy. You know, he, he, he yeah. was just not in a good place. And when I went, no, no, mommy's here all the time. I'm in the yeah. bath. I'm still here for you. I'm in the shower. I'm here for you. I'm out in the yeah. garden. I'm on the phone. Whoever I'm talking to will have to wait. Yeah. 
if you need me, if my child needs me, my child needs me. Hundred percent. So, so, and that is, but behavior is like I said, communication, and the, the, yeah. the, the, we have to agree on that. I agree. It's so important, and it's such a like you talk about like you know the emotional side of things too. Like when you develop that awareness, I mean, it's so simple. If you're feeling upset or you're feeling angry and you feel like you're not able in that moment to communicate in like a nice, polite way, you just inform someone. Like I've, yeah. I, I'm getting, I'm learning how to get better at that. Like, let's say my, my parents text me and say, Hey, we want to swing over for a visit. And like, if I know I'm not up for it in the past, I would feel this pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. come on over. And then now I've got to perform I'm feeling like crap, but now I've got to like act like, Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And like, they're there for two hours the entire time. I'm like, and then they leave and then I'm drained. And now I'm even more angry because I was already upset about something. And it's like, if I can just send a text and go, Hey, you know what? I'm just not up for it today. I just, I need some, uh, uh, I've been getting better at learning how to just understand when I need alone time and just asking for that and just stating that and go, Hey, I don't, I don't want drop in visits unannounced. And I don't, and I, and I, I want check-ins when you're going to come over um, and just be able to go, Hey, I just like today, I just need to be by myself all day long. That's what yep. I need. And, and then, you know, cause it, it would happen in the past too, where you, you're, you're forcing yourself to interact. And then I know for me, I could find myself, I could sort of realize like I'm being rude or I'm being kind of an asshole or not meaning to, but like, yeah. They would leave and I'd go, man, I think I was kind of a jerk. And like, I didn't really mean to be, but I was really short with them. Uh, and then I would text after an apology. And it's like, well, let me just preemptively not be in a position where I need to apologize, but just be in a position where I can just say, actually, I just don't need a visit right now. Unless it's an emergency, you know, but. But are your parents, how do they receive those news? If you say, no, you know what? I'm sorry, but. fine with it. Oh. Then, okay. And I and I used to be so <laughs> scared of people being offended or something. And it's like, if they're most people are fine with it, and if they're not, then you know they're not. Maybe I don't need them in my life. They're anymore. selfish, exactly. They're gonna be I, forcing, you know. I, I'm exact. I'm, I'm with you on this. Me too. I would, you know, I would think that if um, if someone you know, wanted to see you or wanted to see me, wanted to talk to me. I had to be there. I yeah. it was like, uh, that was my job to do, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and like you, you know, if I had my, my day and it necessarily, even if I wasn't in a, like a, a hard place, let's say, even if it was a good day, I've had my day planned out. There's something going on and that that's the mode I'm in. And, you know, having someone say, well, listen, uh, uh, I'm going to stop by. Uh, it, it sends me right to, to a loop because all of a sudden yeah. I have to stop where I am and yeah. then see, okay, you know what? So like you, I would not be in a good place when they were here. I would not yeah. be, you know, uh, um, I would, I'm not rude. What I do, or I'm not short. What I do is I stop talking. Okay. I just, uh, because I wasn't prepared for all this. So I yeah, had nothing yeah. to, so I'm just going to sit here and listen. And people are like, are you okay? Oh yeah, sure. And uh, not true. I was not okay, but, I was okay. I'm I'm not in pain. I'm not, you know, uh, there's nothing technically wrong, but but I was not emotionally okay. And me too. It took me a while to be able to say, 
uh, no, Rose, you can say no. You know, if you don't want to, you can just, but I wasn't allowed. I, I, I was raised that I was not allowed. That, yeah. that, you know, an adult asked you for something. It was yes. There was, okay. you couldn't even question why <laughs> there was no no it was you do as you say so i i continued with that through my life that yeah. even though i was an adult now if yeah. an adult asked me then i i did it you know and uh that yeah like i said not not the best it's, way to go through life <laughs> it's such a strange thing like i I, I have to laugh sometimes at like the things <laughs> that i'm like learning in my 40s that like i i feel like most people develop skills in like their teenage years and like early 20s that I'm still figuring out and I just go oh like I'm allowed to just say that I don't feel good and I need alone time like I didn't know I was ever allowed to do that I used to just get my alone time by I would like make up excuses and things and I would tell people I was sick when I wasn't because I didn't know how to articulate any of this stuff but yes it's yes. So and I, and I like that, you you know, you know, that your limit of work hours, uh, but you know, there's this thing that no, you're an adult, you work 40 hours, that's what you do. That's, you know, 40, 44 hours, and more, if you work more, you know, th- th- then you're yeah. really, really productive. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter if you're doing crap, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not doing oh. your job, right, but you work just 60 hours. And uh, no, the, people have abilities and have uh, uh, they're open or they're you know they can uh, a certain amount of time and we should be able to see ourselves judge ourselves and then you know not just go by what people say you know because yeah. that's the norm well uh, the norm sucks uh, the norm, and, 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 it, and it's so funny because so much of it is so arbitrary it's like you got to work 40 hours a week and it's monday to friday nine to five and i would look at that and go but if the actual amount of like, I mean, you know, it's, I work at a bar right now. I bartend. So mm-hmm. obviously I have to be there when there's people in the restaurant. I can't work yeah. at 5 a.m. because the restaurant's <laughs> closed. But like, let's say I was doing an, an office job or like an administrative type job, like work's coming in to your inbox and has to be processed or done or you have to do whatever you have to do. And then it has to be sent out. I get that certain days, maybe there's a meeting you got to be there for, but mm-hmm. it's so to me, it was just, I, I had an office job once at this record company in Toronto and they wanted me Monday to Friday, this time to this time in the office. And I just remember being like, it's so the, the time you want me to stick to is so irrelevant. It doesn't make any sense. And it's just so arbitrary. It's like, unless there's meetings or things you have to interact with other people, like that makes sense. But if it's just like, this is work that has to be done. Who cares if I'm doing it at midnight or on a Sunday? Like it was I know. I know. I, I'm the same thing. I'm like, people don't understand that I think autistics, we like to work smart, not work hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We will always find the best way to do something because yeah. that's just the way we're wired. It's not even about being lazy. It's not it's not about being, you know, yeah. like a smart ass or anything. To us, it's logic. So yeah. we will find the most logical way to do something. And you're looking and it's like, it changes absolutely nothing if I do it at eight o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon or 11 o'clock at night. It yeah. needs to be done today. If I do everything at 11 o'clock, it's done. I'm yeah. good. But yeah. they're like, yes, but everybody else is doing this. So you need to yeah. do it. And it's like, nah. It's so funny. Like, I remember, I, I think we talked about this before, but I remember this particular job where, like, I would sometimes be at my desk all day and get absolutely nothing done. Yeah. And then after everyone else left the office and then it was quiet, 
mm-hmm. I would just do a bunch of work or I would go in on a Saturday and just go in for like six or eight hours on a Saturday and I'd get like three or four days worth of stuff done because there's no yep. one around. There's no distractions. No one's walking over to my desk and having chit chat. Like there's no the white noise of all the machines and voices everywhere. I could just go in, focus, get it done and, get and then go home and be yeah. like, but I, but I, but then I was still getting burnt out because I was staying late or coming in on weekends, but I still had to be there during the time during the week because my boss said it doesn't look good if I'm not at my desk. And, and I'm just like, but what does it matter <laughs> at the time? I, I mean, this is yeah. 20 years ago. I didn't know yeah. I was autistic. Worry in that scenario. Now I would, I would have better conversations around it. And, but, and, and, and I think this is the fun part of, I don't know, I'm going to take scratch that not the fun part of the pandemic. There's no fun part to the pandemic, no. but the, <laughs> the, the way we, ad, we adjusted as humans, we're, we're super for that. We're, yeah. we can, uh, and we adjusted in a way that, proves what autistics and people with disabilities have been saying that there's more than one way to do a job yeah okay there's certain jobs that you have to be present if you're building a house you all you know you have to be present there's no way around that but aside from manual labor it can be done and it is productive and people will not you know slackers are going to slack that they're at home or at work that's just you know you're just you know going to see it maybe more quicker when they're at home but People can do this. And that gives us a chance. That gives people who uh, working at odd hours is preferable. Working yeah. alone. I'm, I'm with you on this one. When I'm trying to, to focus on something and, I, and get into my groove, as I like to say, yeah. and constantly there's a noise that you're going, what's that? Uh, uh, and someone's eating and you're like, am I hungry? And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. So all these little, little information, it, my concentrate and going back to it like if i'm in and i get out to come back it's almost impossible so i have to like so i I agree when i'm alone uh i get work done so much easier it's uh, yeah yeah same what else do we got to talk about here i'm looking at your list again uh i'm going well i'd like to talk about self-advocacy and it's funny because it ties into what we were saying about just you know saying no yeah. Uh, saying how you feel, what you need. Yeah. Uh, that's all to me. When I say self advocacy, I'm really talking about not like going online or social media. I'm talking about with your 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 family, yeah. uh, and, and not just as an adult. This is also, I uh, you know, the parents that are out there. Uh, think about your child, even if they're three, <laughs> they still have likes, dislikes. They're humans. They're little little tiny yeah. humans, yeah. and they need to. Have, feel like they have a voice yeah so so that even if they don't aren't verbal and that's something that you know uh communication options have to be uh i believe they have to be offered uh, the all of the way to communicate yeah has to be offered more freely to uh the the younger generation because uh we understand that there is more than one way to communicate but but being hurt having that space as you have you as you said having that yeah. uh, that connection with someone that safe space to sit and allow your children to say that you know they feel like crap or they, they're really angry right now and they want to yeah. do whatever without panicking yeah. without saying oh you know great i'm happy you're like no no you know that's not but say it that will let them continuously throughout their life be able to then advocate for their rights as at a workplace at their doctors because a lot of times 
autistics, when we get in front of uh, uh, the medical community, it's like we become muted. And even those who speak clearly will be uh, um, told that they're wrong, that they're, you know, that they're over this or they don't understand and they will break down and then just allow whatever the, the, the specialist wants to be done to be yeah. done. And then, you know, so. That's uh, been my experience. Absolutely. And it is. And people, uh, uh, they have a hard time believing that, that that can still happen today. But yeah. there's, uh, we're, we we talked about MMS, the those treatments with the bleach. Uh, there's oh. sec- seclusion. Yeah, there's seclusion. Autistic children are still being secluded in little rooms while they you know, work it out, the meltdown. And you're like, to me, there is nothing, nothing more scary than being in a meltdown and being left alone not when you want to be alone or when you need yeah. to be alone but to to need to be feel safe and to be left alone to me there's nothing more cruel except maybe for shock therapy which uh-huh. still exists today too on autistics what? They, oh yeah oh yeah i'm not I, i'm not kidding so uh there's therapies that and this is all to do with behavior there is this will not make a person less autistic this will not cure autism this will not all it's going to do is petrify and mask that autistic to the extreme yeah and and make uh ps uh, post-traumatic stress disorder anxieties suicide the suicide rates in uh, autistics are incredibly high it's huge yeah so you know having that constantly being observed how we're behaving how we're yeah. speaking how we're not speaking how we're not doing uh takes a toll and so to, to allow autistics to just be heard be seen yeah. uh and advocate for themselves i i think the autistic community's goal is that we're not going to be still banging on doors in 10 years uh for the next generation they're going to be able to speak for themselves and 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 you know we'll be there to cheer them on but uh society has to has to adapt to this too before yeah you know there's only so much we can do yeah it's amazing Uh, like when i discovered that i was autistic and you know self-diagnosed and then started reading about this stuff and i realized that the moment I became autistic, my life expectancy was reduced by like 10 or 20 years or something. <laughs> you know, you look at the numbers, you go, oh, like we have a, a shorter life expectancy. I'm like, OK, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy, yeah. right? I, I see those are one of those numbers that I, I'm hoping uh, are, is going to drop or rise, I should say, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, a lot of us died as kids, uh, either in in homes yeah. either by neglect and abuse yeah. or by drowning uh there's been so many oh my uh, God. i do not like when they say autistics elope we don't elope we wander off we have things to see and things to do yeah. um uh, and parents will say well you know it's not their fault their child was always wandering i my my son was a, a wanderer yeah. and uh we had locks everywhere. We had yeah. locks. I mean, we did, we had locks where we put the lock on the outside and the key on the inside so that we could lock it and walk off. Like I'd have the key on me because yeah. he was, he's a, tra- a trapeze artist. He would climb everything. And wow. I, so, wow. and I didn't want to take that away from him, but I didn't want him 
anything happening. So, yeah. you know, we'd compromise and like that he could explore and still be safe. So yeah. uh, that's something that we have to, you know, talk about uh, and we protect our children we're more conscious. It's not that we protect them more. We're more conscious of the risks. So uh, uh, luckily, in finding autistics, uh, I know that uh, there's now special like units that when it's an autistic, a child that's nonverbal, they already know how uh, they'll go ask the parents, uh, is there anything that they like? You know, is there a certain, uh, let's say, movie? So they'll, they'll play the movie, let's say, on, a, on an iPhone or on a, a phone, and they'll walk around with the movie hoping to attract the child. They know that wow. calling out the ch- So, you know, they've got these wonderful now more and more techniques that uh, uh, instead of the child running away because they don't know who that person is, well, then you're giving them something that they love and you're you know you're, you're interacting yeah. with them on their level so uh, wow. we've we have a lot uh, of autistics that are being found safe in sandwiches yeah. great so hopefully that'll balance out That's and really suicide cool. like i said suicide um is is something that 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 still is hard to deal with uh and it's happened in the last years again that uh, the last year that there's been uh uh autistics uh, that have killed themselves and it it all comes to being alone and they don't feel safe they don't feel safe in a situation and they have no they have a sense of no no one uh, or no place that they can be safe with or uh so they just they back out it's awful it is it is now i'm i'm all for therapy like i said when it has to do with aiding an autistic to feel better so if you know uh we have comorbids that uh be it language speech uh issues or anxiety issues or physical you know a lot of us have either fibromyalgia or eds so you know having occupational therapy to help us um feel better physically or or having like i said mindfulness or speech therapy or communication therapy uh, to help better express ourselves or like you said to to be able to allow ourselves to express ourselves. It's not just about saying, okay, I think I, I, I need to say this, but then how do you say it without, because a lot of times uh, we don't know how to speak neurotypical. <laughs> so we say yeah. something and it sounds um, awful apparently. Yeah. And then uh, the person, you know, says something back. And then instead of being, you know, in a great place and getting help, you find yourself uh, in a meltdown because yeah. there's an argument over something you did. So, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that we need to, police the way we talk i think we just have to if we talk in a way that helps us best yeah yeah absolutely oh man i just got chills like thinking about that it's just oh it's it's so important it is it is uh i i our our community is struggling a lot on different issues but the main 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 issue is feeling alone yeah. And, I, you know, even when you're in a house full of people, you can still feel alone because, uh, like I said, we have comorbids. We have situations that uh, people of color that are autistic. Oh, yeah. Their statistics is way, yeah. way more painful to look at than, you know, than non-blacks. Uh, uh, so yeah. uh, the, black, the black community actually has have more autistics than the non-black community. Is that right? And uh, yes, and have you ever seen a black autistic representing anywhere? Very, I haven't, no. you know, especially a female. It's like, <laughs> forget. So there's, they still feel alone, even though they're in a yeah. community 
I see them still saying, you know, we have other struggles that even yeah. make being autistic harder. And so even that is something that we have to be very, yeah. very mindful of and, you know, rally around the ones that are more, even more marginalized within yeah. our community. You know, I'm, I'm very hopeful. And I, I just, this, something yesterday gave me so much hope here. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the famous rapper named Fat Joe. Have you ever heard of him? No. He's a, he's a very famous rapper, has lots of big hits. Uh, he's from the Bronx. Um, he's, been, he's been making music for over 20 years. Uh, he's a, you know, Fat Joe's his name. He's a big, big guy, <laughs> Puerto Rican guy, I believe. Oh, okay. uh, he's had lots of big hits with like JLo and all these, okay. singers, you know, anyway, um, his, he has a son who's autistic, okay. who is nonverbal, can't walk, uh, et cetera. I did not know this, but a friend, Fat Joe has a podcast and he just did an episode a couple days ago, um, on autism for and and a friend of mine took a screen like sent me the link and went hey you should check this out and i went what like it really surprised me to see like this famous rapper fat joe doing an episode about autism and i listened i I haven't listened to the whole thing yet i listened to the first half last night and it just it was amazing to me it was so like it gave me so much hope that like i i hip-hop is my world Mm -hmm. like like that's where i come from i i I was a rapper i was involved in hip-hop music for years I still am. Uh, I'm writing a hip hop book right now. Um, So that's like culturally for me, that's my world. And it's not something I've ever heard discussed in that world. And to see Fat Joe coming out and going, hey, I'm going to talk about this. And he even addresses at the beginning of the podcast. He says, like, I have a son who's autistic, who is probably about 30. This kid was born when Fat Joe was 18, like a lot back in the 90s. And he said, this is something I've never publicly talked about before. I've kept private with my family, but I want to bring this out. And for him to do that, it's like to see these kind of conversations starting to happen in areas where previously they hadn't been happening. It, it fills me with so much hope. And I just wanted to I, like I just wanted to like run and find fat joe and give him a big hug. And he probably wouldn't like that. But you're like, dude, I'm so like, I, thank you so much, because you're 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 bringing this topic up in 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 this like subculture hip hop space mm-hmm. that I'm not expecting to see this conversation in and it just for me it's like combining two worlds in a way that I just I just love and I'm hoping it's going to help other people to go hey we can if fat joe who's this big tough awesome hardcore gangster rap guy can can talk about this then it gives everyone else permission to, and it's, that's awesome. It is, it is. It, it, that's what I said when we're talking about representation, it, to see ourselves out there means that we're, we're allowed to be, we're, we, we are, yeah. we have a place, you know, and without allies, our, our, our journey is going to be like forever. So, I'm always happy when I see non-autistics um, come and rally around us or yeah. give us, you know, a space to, 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 to talk. Uh, yeah. it, so I understand me too. Every time I see a, an autistic or they're talking about autism, I'm like, uh, there's a little, like, little happy dances. Yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, and 
it's because I'm like, okay, there's another one there. It, like I said, oh. there's uh, the more we see ourselves out there, the more we're going to want to be out there. Uh, yeah. That thing when they're like, yeah, but autistics don't want to be social. We do. We do want to be social. We don't want to be as social as non-autistics or neurotypicals, yeah. not that much, but it's because ABC happens every time I go outside. And yeah. so outside doesn't become very nice, but if yeah. ABC is not there anymore, well, then, you know, I'll probably be out there a little more. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, that's, I fully understand. Uh, I, I was reading a book. Um, uh, I'm a Stephen King fan. Cool. Like, very, very. I started reading uh, Stephen King 37 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. I was really, yeah. And uh, he wrote uh, a trilogy that I absolutely fell in love with. And there's a character in it that uh, he, at first he doesn't say that she's autistic, but it takes yeah. like a couple of lines and you're like, damn, that's could have been me, you know? So I was like, hmm. And the more it goes, uh, but the character starts out as uh, very timid, very reserved, controlled all the time by her mother, um, seen as very dysfunctional. She sees herself as very dysfunctional. Yeah. And through this trilogy, she winds up being the hero. And uh, so I, I mean, I finished and I was literally like tears of joy were coming down my face because I'm like, oh, my God, wow. only are we in the book? We are the hero. It's nice. like, yes. And it was oh. nothing extraordinary. It wasn't like, oh, OK, she has like a, a superpower that she can. Yeah. No, no. She literally took a I think if I remember it was a ball of um, I don't know if it was an eight ball or a cue ball for pool and she bashes the killer on the head. So it's like, you know, it was just about her being brave and standing up for herself and knowing that at that moment there was no one else but her and she did it because she could. And so I finished like I was like, yes, yes, I've got a new I know someone that I can look up to. And (laughs) even though she's fictional, but, you know, she's there. She exists. What book is that? uh, uh, oh my god it's um i think it's mr mercedes there's three it's a collection of three and it starts with i think it's mr mercedes yeah and uh i have them all upstairs oh, i'm like stephen king yeah. i i i stand him like bad but i i i follow him on twitter but i stay away yeah. from him i'm like i'm afraid to say something horrible or you know that's gonna be taken wrong so i'm like no i'd rather just like love him from afar yeah 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it, it's so interesting that, you know, that, 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 that idea of like representation in media and like there's a lot of conversation around it as far as like visible minorities go and, and women. And, you know, there's that like test of a movie of like, are the female characters, do they have the same number of lines? Are they important to the plot or are they just there as support roles for the male protagonist yeah like there's that test someone created where you can measure a movie and go okay so the female and it's like so people are being conscious of this stuff they're like going hey we have to write we have to write movies that the female is the protagonist is the lead we have to you you see it more and more now i I mean we love seeing it it's like we have we have black people and asian people and and men and women and, and gay and straight and trans people all showing up in our movies and our tv shows and 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 more and more which is great i mean you know there's still ways to go obviously uh we still need more people behind the cameras and in the writing rooms that aren't aren't just you know white men obviously uh but we're we're we're, 
it seems like societally we've we've committed to this and we're all saying this so. is important we're moving in this direction and i think it's really i think it won't be long before we that conversation extends also to uh autistic people neurodiverse people uh people with other disabilities like it's you know i i watched a movie with my daughter the other day and it's like all these kids with superpowers and they, their parents are all superheroes. Yes, and they, I know, they, yes. You've seen it, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm watching this with my daughter and I'm so happy that in this group of kids in this movie, like there's white kids, black kids, Hispanic yeah. kids. There's a kid in a wheelchair. There's like, it's just, you know, it, it's just so cool to see that when I was a kid watching these shows, it might've been more rare. There might've been like the one black character or something, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. It's just, it's cool. And I think, I think we're going to see more, um, more of us in there too, which is awesome. And there's a lot of us that are, they, even the ones that are there are masked. So we yeah. don't get to see it. Even like when I see, uh, actors that are like, oh yes, I'm dyslexic. And I wish we had all known when we were younger that the, you know, just cause you're dyslexic doesn't mean that you can't read you won't be allowed to read or you won't be able to to do something that that takes reading and speaking into consideration because when you were dyslexic a lot of times you wouldn't talk in class you wouldn't want to read out loud you know because those were like terrifying terrifying things to do uh and then to see these actors who are like top actors say oh yeah i I do have a language disorder and you're like really oh oh okay and uh, and some of them are like oh i didn't speak barely or you know the the president of the united states who stutters and they're like oh he talks really slow yes well that's how he learned to go through the stress but when you have a language disorder you know and you're like no no he's rocking it right now (laughs) and seriously and so to 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 see this is that's his normal that is normal uh when you have a stutter or a language disorder so uh, the more we um those who are already there come forward and say I have a son that's autistic or I'm dyslexic or I'm bipolar, you know, poor Britney Spears, when she shaved her head, I, 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 I was never a Britney Spears fan, but today I look back and I wish, wish someone had protected her more had, because obviously she went through a very, very hard time. And instead of people, uh, being sympathetic they yeah. they either profited or just you know uh ignored it or laughed at it and yeah. to this day she's still paying for something that was out of her control years and years and years so she didn't even get to raise her kids absolutely and it's obvious that she has bipolar you know manic there's it's something. obvious yes and it's you don't punish that no. You don't punish that. You you support it. You help it. You find a way for them to to be able to 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 do everything that they want to do. And she yeah. wanted to be a parent. There's parents that walk away from their kids. I don't yeah. think they should be forced to be parents. But she wanted, and she was it was stripped from her. Yeah. Uh, so that stigma on uh, uh, neurodiversity, all of it, completely. Yeah. From, I've I've had parent, people say. Uh, I'm going to sterilize my son or my daughter who's autistic. And they're like, oh. I kid you not seven, seven. And they're going, cause I, you know, they can't have kids. And you're like, yeah. whoa, whoa. Can't, you, know, you don't know what kind of person they're going to be when they're 25, let's say or 30. Yeah. And why? Because you're neurotypical, you're automatically okay to have kids. Yeah. It, you know, it, or 
you know, if you're bipolar, no, no, you're going to be, you know, you're going to kill your child. So they can't have, I'm like, whoa, but there's that stigma. Uh, So when we, when people come out and say, oh no, I have bipolar and uh, look at my life. Yes, I struggle because we don't, you know, the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. That's the only thing that matters. Uh, But that doesn't mean that I can't function when I'm supported. It's when I don't have support that I can't function. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of people are doing that. I, I think of Kanye West. Uh, yeah. I, again, I'm not a fan of him either, but I look at it and all I see is a person struggling incredibly. Yeah. And now I'm not saying Kim Kardashian should have stayed married to him. That that has nothing to do with it. Did they split up? I think no, so. I, I, I really I might know. have heard that. I, did, I, honestly, I honestly, I don't, I pay, yeah. I, I, I honestly didn't. This is the first time hearing of it. That's all. Oh. oh, yes. Kim just went, I'm, I'm out of here. So, uh, and like I said, I, I don't, it's yeah. not that I think she should have stayed, but uh, I'm hoping that the people around him recognize it for what it is and that yeah. it can support him because uh, helping him helps everybody. Yeah. Do you understand? We're, we're in this together. So, it's such a thing like that. I, I struggle with this. God, uh, there's like three different things I want to talk about right now that okay. are triggered by what you just said. Uh, <laughs> let me pick one, yeah. one. But yeah. so there's something I saw a meme, I don't know, this morning or yesterday, and it was talking about, you know, mental health. And this is something I think about a lot is like everyone pays so much lip service to mental health. Ooh, mental health, mental health until you're confronted with it and then they don't want anything to do with it. So they all want to run around and talk about, Oh, I support mental health and I support mental health. And then when you're dealing with someone in your life who actually has real mental health issues that when they actually come up, it's fucking hard. And then people just want to run away. Um, Oh shit. I think it's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. Am I frozen? You're frozen for me. Am I frozen for you? Um, Let me see. I frozen. Sorry, everyone, if you're listening, the Zoom just froze. Yay. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm unmuted. Okay. Hey, okay, any- you're back. Sorry, we froze. Everyone <laughs> listening. Yes. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. I just, there's, I'm like, um, I wanted to quickly say you're talking about, uh, people talking with this i don't know if you're familiar with dax shepherd's podcast he's an actor he's very open about his own dyslexia growing up and how it affected his life and he was a drug addict for many years he's now a very successful actor but his podcast is awesome in that he's super open about it he talks about his dyslexia and how it he still has these like leftover feelings of feeling stupid and all this stuff and it led to like addiction and blah 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 Mm -hmm. um but i wanted to talk about you're talking about like i don't know when it cut off but i was talking about this meme i saw yesterday that was talking about mental health and how everyone goes like oh yeah we support mental health but then it's like when you actually have to deal with it in your life with someone who's actually dealing with it it's really hard and that's when everybody runs away so people Hey, Belle, let's talk. Let's all share our our Facebook profile photos. But it's like, man, this shit is is no joke when you're actually dealing with it. And another thing, it's like I I always look at organizations like, for instance, uh, there's a local organization I won't name in my community 
that is like a little nonprofit that's all about like promoting the mental health in my community. And I look at that and I go, does anybody working at this nonprofit have legitimate, like real serious, significant mental health issues? As far as I know, the answer to that is no. So it's a bunch of like neurotypical, well-meaning white women. There's no men working for this company and that's irrelevant, but it's like, and they're all about promoting mental health in the community. And we're going to do all these initiatives and all these projects. And there's someone I know that worked there. And I said to this person, I said, do you have anybody working there who's on payroll, who's on staff, who has serious, significant mental health issues? Do you have any, they also deal with like uh, uh, supposedly helping like addicts and stuff like this. I go, do you have any addicts working there? Do you have any manic depressives working there? Do you have any people with serious other issues working there? The answer is no. So to me, I look at that and I just go, I don't want anything to do with your organization. I don't want to work with you. I and it's the same. I look at like, could you have an AIDS organization and not have anyone with AIDS on the board? Sure, you could, but I don't want to work with you if you do. <laughs> exactly. And it's same with these autism charities. Like, my first question is always, how many people in your top executives are actually autistic? If the answer is like, well, there's 12 people on the board and we have one autistic person on the board, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, he's a, he's a token. That's he's what we call him. They're tokens. There, so you can say you've got somebody there, but that voice, if that's one vote out of 12, it's not, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. The, it, it actually proves exactly what, you know, how we feel that, you know, uh, we're allowed a, a place. Certain of us are allowed a place and a space, but it's very, very, very limited. And mostly it's without power. So yeah. uh, that, yeah. that doesn't interest us. But, and what you, you were saying, it's true. I see so many people like, mental illness, mental illness, but I've come to understand that most, I think when they say mental illness, they're talking about depression. Yeah. So if you come, if you come at them with anything else, they're like, Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I was talking about mental illness, you know, when people are depressed and you're like, Oh, Uh, so I I agree. I, I, I think that the intentions are good, but it needs to be, you know, aware of what does that mean mental illness you know and and it's not just I'm sad for a while or I've been sad for a lot or I don't you know I'm on burnout because I work too hard it's it's it goes way 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 beyond that it's enormous so I, I agree more more of it needs to be spoken by those who who have mental illnesses uh and uh and those who don't need to listen yeah absolutely and if you and it's like anything it's like don't talk about it unless you experience it. Like go, go meet people, you know, like I I have a friend who's an old friend who I've known for a long time, who uh, is schizophrenic and Mm -hmm. is in and out of the hospital constantly, uh, sometimes for months at a time has serious auditory hallucinations. Mm -hmm. I go visit this friend every couple of months. Um, I bring this person like I'll often bring them some groceries or whatever, because they just don't have food sometimes. And they live, okay. this person lives in like a subsidized housing. Okay. Uh, and it's like, I'll go visit every couple of months and I'll sit there for a couple of hours and listen to this person. And this person is all over the place. Uh, auditory hallucinations, uh, paranoia, Last time I was there, this person was telling me that uh, the building 
they were releasing something through the vents to that was going to kill the coronavirus and this so this is a safe place to be i'm going to stay in my apartment because they're (laughs) they're putting stuff in the vents to kill the coronavirus and all this other stuff and it's just anyway it's like so i also know this person uh has a lot of bad people in their life people that uh don't treat this person well so i'm not saying all this to be like i'm a hero but i'm saying all this to say that like i just go and sit and listen bring some groceries, hang out, buy them a pack of cigarettes and uh, which isn't great, but Oh, it froze again. Shit. I don't know if it's recording me anymore. maybe my computer is telling us we should wrap it up but maybe (laughs) that's what i was thinking too (laughs) i guess the point i was just making is just like i i I get really frustrated when i see these types of organizations that like don't actually have people in the actual organization experiencing these things and then they claim to represent certain things in the community and do work in the community and i i get that it's well-intentioned but man you know i'm gonna go with that and i'm gonna tell you that i tried to get into an organization a local organization for autism and because um i don't have a diploma in let's say whatever um i'm not a good fit (laughs) and i'm like (laughs) what so i think that's a lot of the problem was they kind of went like well go to school and study and i went well school full-time for me doesn't work either So it's going to take me like six years to learn absolutely nothing because I'm autistic. I understand. I don't need to read your books. I don't need to go to your classes. I actually, it was canceled, but I actually contacted, uh, we have a, McGill University. I don't know if you've ever heard of McGill University. Okay. Uh, They were doing uh, classes for, uh, to teach or to work with people who have autism and so i contacted them i wanted to know because it was online and it costs uh i believe 500 and something and so i go i wanted to know if i could uh sit in yeah you know i was i wanted to sit in not i wasn't gonna get a diploma or anything i just wanted to be there i wasn't gonna say anything just to observe because i was curious and they kind of caught like well why why would you be curious and i'm like and I explained, by the way, that I was autistic, that I had an yeah. autistic child and everything, and that this being a new program, I was interested in it. And because I asked, you know, who who put it together? And it was yeah. like, I could find no autistic anywhere, anywhere, uh, yeah. anywhere. And I was like, okay, and this is today, you know, we're talking 2021. Yeah. And there's still that thing that's, well, you know, you guys don't really have much credentials, so you don't have credit. In, yeah. you know, and we're like, but you're talking about us. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so uh, yeah, yeah, we have, we still have work to do, but I think. Uh, it'd, be like a, it'd be like a white person that studies like African-American studies and then creates a whole course around it without <laughs> even including any black people in the curriculum. And you just be like, oh yeah, well you have to study, you, you have to study this before you have any, any input. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
I've said it. I've said it. I have three boys and a daughter. Yeah. And I said, well, because I have, I've raised three boys and I had a father and a grandfather and uh, two, uh, two partners. I go, uh, I know a lot about men. Yeah. So I, I could teach a class about men. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I live it. My whole life is around it. So yeah. I could do, and I'm like, that is like ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, you know, and so why, why is, but it is. So uh, someone once said it's because we're not seen as full human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it froze again. I don't know if it's still recording. Okay, I think it's recording. My computer Zoom froze again and then crashed. Uh, Rose may or may not jump back on here, but I think we're going to have to wrap it up because the computer uh, Zoom keeps crashing on me. So I don't know if my computer hard drive is just full or what. I will figure that out. Um, I guess we'll, I don't know if she's coming back. Zoom just crashed and then relaunched itself. And now it, it says it's still recording. I'm waiting to see if she jumps back in, but she might just not. Um, so maybe that's it. But uh, anyway, um, anyone who listened, thank you for listening. Thank you, Rose, for um, being on the show. I think this is your third time, which is great. Much appreciated. It's always a pleasure. Uh, you always bring so much great um, personality and insight and knowledge that uh, I, I love talking to you. So, okay. I think I'm going to just shut this down. I think, I don't think she's coming back. That was like the third time it crashed. So I don't think it's going to work. So, okay. That's it for this show. Thanks everybody. Uh, as always send us a note, subscribe. Uh, if you can leave a review or rating, it would be much appreciated. I think that helps like the algorithms or something to help the podcast be discovered. Uh, if you can share on all your social medias, that's also awesome. And subscribe. I already said that. And as always, thank you so much. And find us on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, just at The Life Autistic. Uh, just search The Life Autistic on Facebook. You'll find us there. Um, Twitter, I don't really use as much, but we are on there. And then all the other ones I don't use at all. Snapchat, TikTok. I'm too old for that stuff. So um okay i'm gonna stop it thanks everybody for listening and uh we'll catch you we'll see you back next week okay thank you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.